Holiday dinners are wonderful places where you see relatives and you talk about everything underneath the sun. But how do you survive an opinion fight? I believe this. No, you shouldn't believe in that. We'll talk about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland. Welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Debating societies. Unfortunately, many conversations become these, where one person is advocating for one thing and another person is fighting against the other person, and it becomes this huge brawl. You're watching Inverse. My name is Justin Kim, and we are in the studio with Jonathan, Sebastian, and Callie. And we're talking about Romans, the book of the science of salvation. And in the last, I don't know, ten or so episodes, we've been looking at these wonderful, lofty themes. And in this episode, we're talking about food. <laughs> so good, uh, good to see you all. Good to see you too. And uh, we're going to pray. And we have been looking at some lofty themes, haven't we? Yes. Justification, sanctification, Absolutely. the role of Israel in the salvation of humanity uh, but now we're going to go to chapter 14 and talk about food and when it comes <laughs> to food people, people, get, people fight about food yes uh, we just had lunch a couple hours ago and uh, we fought about food yes so what are we going to get what do you we a, a classic <laughs> argument yeah what do you want to eat tonight and then you you get into that discussion <laughs> so uh, let's connect the two and uh, but before we do let's have a word of prayer and Callie can you pray for us absolutely Father in heaven, we thank you for the privilege it is to study your word together right now. I pray there, if there's any distractions that you take them from us, mm -hmm. please fill us with your Holy Spirit. Open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things from your law. And may we see things with clarity and may we see things with the Christ center that they have. Mm -hmm. We ask and pray all this in his name. Amen. 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 Uh, Sebastian, can you read from chapter 14, verses 19 through 23? Yes. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace, and the things by which one may edify another. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. It is good neither to eat meat, nor drink wine, nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself and what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. Okay, thank you, Sebastian. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Jonathan, what have we been covering in the book of Romans? Now, we did have um, that first half, a lot of the theology now, and now we're in the second half. And mm -hmm. what are some, some, some topics from chapter 12 and chapter 13? Uh, I know you were in some of those episodes, and yes. some of those you were not. Um, maybe all of them. <laughs> what are some things that you <laughs> remember what, that we've covered so far? Sure, sure. Well, as you said, the first section of, of the book of Romans is talking mainly about salvation, how it applies in our life, how we... Uh, uh, you know how we experience salvation, mm -hmm. yep. uh, and then in, uh, Paul goes, of course, into the discussion about uh, how does this all relate to the Jewish nations, mm -hmm. uh, the Jewish nation, mm -hmm. and Israel, and modern day Israel, and all these things. And then, in, uh, starting with in chapter twelve, uh, Paul focuses on um, again some application of the spiritual life, the Christian yes. life. You know, he's ta he's talking to the Christians in Rome. Yes, uh, they are not just talking about salvation. There's other issues going on too. Um, you know, the famous scripture, of course. You know, uh, in in Romans twelve. 
yourself, you know, present yourself as living sacrifices, you know, giving yourself completely to God, but also talking about spiritual gifts uh, and Christian behavior. And then in chapter 13, he, he uh, you know, focuses on what, what does it mean to live under authority. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, we looked at principles of government last Right, the government, time. that's yes. right. And, and also, also being sober in the last days and the times that we're living right, in. Right, right. Yeah. And now in chapter 14, he's addressing some uh, specific issues that the church is struggling with in Rome and then actually, you know, in other places as well. But, yeah. you know, he's writing to the Romans. Yeah, in verse 1. Let's, let's start from chapter sure. 14, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. Mm. I'll just stop there. It's very interesting that there are disputes in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is cool that, that this is one of the early churches, right. the Church of Rome, right? Yes. Uh, this is not, uh, I know we are very familiar with our local churches, and those of you out there, if you have a normal church family, a fellowship that you're part of, there are, it is normal to have disputes in that church. Unfortunate, but it is normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it excuses it, but even in the early church, they did fight. Um, how, how do we prevent our local churches from being debating societies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we get them from being fist fights and food fights in the potluck line? <laughs> happening? Well, I, I think, you know, I, I personally have struggled with this in the past. You know, mm. when I came in, I came Confession in under time. like mm. really radical, you know, <laughs> um, <clears throat> a radical group. And, you know, we used to have this, there's this Bible verse, Acts 3.19, where Peter basically says, repent and be converted. Okay. And so I would get in the potluck line and people are like... Quoting that verse in potluck line. Quoting that verse to somebody in the line because they're getting like thirds and fourths. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, Acts 3.19. It's like, you need to repent and be converted. They didn't know the verse, so they have to go look it up. Uh-huh. And then they would get offended when they read the Bible later. And This and, is what we would call a blue. Yeah. yeah like glass. a little ray would come out of a Bible verse. And blue. <laughs> and you're just like, what is going on? And, and this is completely, as Paul is saying, you know, um, receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. Mm. So a lot of times we're, de- we're debating things that are just opinions and preferences. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily issues of actual biblical teaching and doctrine. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways to avoid this was in that context, I was too young. I was a baby in the faith and I didn't understand that the standards I was trying to live to weren't necessarily as easily adopted by other people, or they just didn't feel the same way as passionately as I did about those things. Mm. And being able to separate what is fact from what is opinion allows us to stick to what the Bible says Mm. versus what the Bible doesn't say. Mm -hmm. If that's not what the Bible says, then it's your preference, it's your opinion, Mm -hmm. and everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that testimony. There's many who, in their first new to the faith, they have this zeal, and they come in, and they see all this mediocrity and indifference, and you've known the truth (laughs) for so many years, and you're not living by the light. Oh, yes. You feel in your zeal that you are the reformer that God has called for (laughs) such a time as this yes. to raise up a generation. <laughs> I, I, I'm channeling that right now. I was about to say, um, you sound like you have experience. And, with that. and, and, and they take pride, mm-hmm. and that there's the, the alarm right there, in blasting the establishment. Yeah. And on the flip side, you have, you have you're, you're a member of the church, you've been a faithful elder all these years, and in comes this newbie of a baptized person, upstart, and they're blasting you, and then it is in your pride, you want to put that person down, and you have these <laughs> debates that can easily Mm-hmm. That manifestation in in, in 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 so many different permutations and escalates. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, uh, Jonathan? Well, I like how he says here, uh, but not in verse one. Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. Okay. So 
there is a you have, we have to make a separation between you know doctrinal yes. faith yes. Uh, truth elements and doubtful things. There's sometimes there are areas that are a little unclear or not you know directly addressed in scripture. So there's maybe a principle that we have to look at, and then sometimes there are very clear doctrinal issues. So if someone comes into the church and and starts preaching you know some you know some some absolutely unbiblical truths, yes. you know. Oh, well, they're not truths if they're unbiblical, but anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm That's correct, obvious. right? In- incorrect uh, doctrine. Uh, we have to address it in Christ- address it in Christian love, mm-hmm. but we have to address it. But Paul here is referring to doubtful things, things that you know there is open endedness, there's discussion, um, and also it could relate to you know someone who might not be mature, very mature in their faith yet. They will realize it later. You know. Kind of leave it. Don't don't push too much on them, uh, and vice versa. So we, there's a distinction here going on, and this is I think this is very important. So we don't we don't put them all in one pot and feel like oh well this person, uh, you know, in this doubtful issue, I'm treating him like as if this was a doctrinal issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also he's he's grappling with tradition as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so to me the being able to separate and parse that as well is yes. also critical to that type of this, discussion. This part of doubtful things could be opinions, could yes. be traditions, mm-hmm. could political be views. political views. I would say even maybe application. You yes. take a Bible principle and one right. person applies it this way, another person applies it that way, and that application may be something. Kelly? Well, going back to your earlier question of like, how do you actually handle this with yes. these disagreements? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I think a big principle is in verse 3. Mm-hmm. It says, let not him who eats despise him who does not eat and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats for God has received him mm-hmm. and so if you're grappling with harsh judgment and with despising you're you're in the wrong place mm-hmm. because sometimes we can think well I'm despising them but like in righteousness mm-hmm. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't allow it doesn't say don't despise him in a bad way it says don't don't despise him and don't judge mm-hmm. and so that is even indicative right there of are you doing it in the right way you're having conversations and mm-hmm. Just the the state of your heart. No, beautiful principle to bring out in verse yeah. three. It, almost the person is separated from the yes. act, right? Yeah. So the love to the person must still be maintained, but the yeah. act is what we are going to potentially discuss or pray about or, yes. or address yeah. in some way. Okay, John. We, we have to be very careful um, in the way we, in general, deal with each other in church um, mm-hmm. because of each other's. Everyone is on a different journey. As I said, doctrinal things are clear, but there are other things that are not so clear. And I, I just remember a story from when I was younger. Yeah, I, love uh, it. I was very much uh, this was you know early on I wanted to really participate and do something and, and I'm into music so I wanted to um, you know contribute with a special music that I put together with some friends and I remember going to the church during the week setting things up and I set up a digital keyboard right uh, and it was supposed to be that and a cello and a piano so it was you know not just a keyboard okay but the organist of the church came in that week as well and he saw the digital keyboard and he he, he blasted me he was like this cannot be in the sanctuary a digital keyboard you know he blasted you with his words with, 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 with his organ I just want to make sure with his sanctuary so with his words right and I, I could not relate because what is he playing? This yeah. was a digital organ, but okay, I did not say that. I was it's like, a okay, organ. Yes, he oh. he had a digital organ. I'm like, what's the difference? But okay. mine sounds. And I would have said something different. But anyways, 
That's but here's what happened. So they love each other without hypocrisy. <laughs> right, right. Percent. So he was not happy with me, and he wanted. He said, "This is absolutely it's blasphemy, basically." And I'm like, "Okay, I didn't care." So I did it anyways. Mm. <laughs> he Go didn't. Ahead, Jonathan. Go ahead. No, I did it anyways, <laughs> and it was not a problem. He was not even there when it was performed. Um, but the question, you know, and we could discuss like who should have given in the the older member who has been in church for 50 years and has mm. been organized for 50 years, you know, uh, or, or me, the young person trying to do something. It was it was definitely not a doctrinal issue, you know, debatable. But it the the question is who should have been the one that says, you know, that just let it go. It's not a big deal, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it should have been me. Maybe it should have been him. It should be both of us. Mm. Uh, maybe we could have both grown. But anyways, this is just something that came up to me as a, as an illustration for what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a small petty thing, but yeah, you know. no, but it's a great yeah, illustration. Yeah. Too often we don't fight what is. I mean, we, we too often we fight over over what is right and who yeah. is right and not like how we go about bringing mm-hmm. right yeah. in the situation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When we come back after the break, we're going to look at principles of eating and keeping of a day, and especially for Seventh-day Adventists who take a premium, uh, an opinion on the day of worship and the food that we eat, how does this chapter apply specifically for Seventh-day Adventists? So stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey guys, we're in Romans chapter 14 and verse 1. We've been spending some time on this discussion of disputable things, doubtful things, things of other, that are opinions and kind of in the gray area. And so I want to ask you all, uh, how do you determine whether it is a disputable, doubtful thing or not? We're going we're to get into eating. We're going to get into days that we keep. Right. But what? Uh, it's easy to say, well, that's that's an opinion of yours. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do we? What's the demarcation line mm-hmm. there, Jonathan? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, well, I, I would start with, sure, go ahead. to me, the, the baseline is always to go back to the Word of God. You know, you always have yes. to come back to say, and Paul has done this several times in Romans, where he'll say, what does the Scripture say? Mm-hmm. So to me, you have to start with, what does the Bible actually teach? What did the example in the life of Christ actually mm-hmm. teach? Yes. So to me, that's always your starting place. So if you're going to come and say, well, this isn't just my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, this is what the Bible says. And then we have to clarify, as you referenced earlier, is this a what the Bible is saying or is this an application mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you're making from the Bible? Mm-hmm. So to me... Uh, when you look at a doubtful thing or an issue that is just an opinion, not a doctrine, we establish that as a body. We establish that as a church. That's not just something one person rolls in and says, hey, this is now a doctrine. This is now salvational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because you believe it's salvational, I'm just going to go ahead and press that yeah. on everybody else without no, wonderful. any feedback. I mean, that, that is the reason why we have a, a congregation. We have a fellowship. Right. We right. have believers. You are not a believer by yourself, but you have checks and balances. Yes. Yes. So like, hey, I got new truth. I really believe that, you know, there are five messiahs out there. We need to believe all five. We're like, <laughs> well, let's bring it to the brethren. Let's talk about that. Let's do a Bible study together. And right. like, Justin, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Heresy. You're like, oh, maybe I'm a red. <laughs> so I either can submit to the authority of my fellow believers mm-hmm. or I go out there and I start the Church of the Five Messiahs, which right. I'm, I'm not going Please to. Please don't do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jonathan. But uh, that's what I was also thinking. We have to go back to the Word of God, yes. of course. Yes. And sometimes there are gray areas where you, it's not perfectly clear. Yes. But Paul, he gives us here an answer, I believe, in, in chapter 14, verse 20. 
is something that Paul argues is really not an issue because this uncleanness that Jewish traditions apply to this um, uh, to the common meats are it, it is is not something that the Bible really uh, prescribes. The Bible says you know mm-hmm. it's just clean and unclean, not the common. So you have food here that yes. is totally permissible to eat yes. according to Scripture. Yes, yes. right. Yes. This is God says you can eat this. Right. But Jewish tradition says because this has come in contact with something else, now it is uncommon yes. and you cannot eat this. Mm-hmm. And so this is where the battle is, yes? yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently there was someone someone who ate this, right. yes? Mm-hmm. And uh, someone who was of strong faith were like, oh, that's all right, that's all, that's, that's all good. We're all keeping God's law together. Mm-hmm. But then someone else sees this and we're like, well, you're not keeping Jewish tradition. Right. And it became a stumbling block for that person. Yes. Correct. Yeah? Yes, okay, yes, that's, yes. That, that's very clear. So this is the context gives us a lot of more light into this yes. passage, okay? Yeah. So when it comes into eating, what are some principles that we can we can adapt into our, our dietary habits? Mm-hmm. What well, are some of those? I mean, for me, you, you always want to start with, um, you know, when God's original diet that he gave to Adam and Eve in the garden, right? Yes. That was the ideal, right? Predominantly composed of, you know, highly nutrient-dense type foods. Mm-hmm. And usually one of the principles I, I kind of adopt because I travel quite a bit is you you choose the foods that have the most water content because the number one thing you need from your food is actually not nutrients, it's water. And so people think, well, I'm gonna look for this, but every nutritionist will tell you the predominant issue is water from your food. You don't get it from all that you drink. You actually need it from your food as well. Okay. So when you look at French fries, like it's fried, so it doesn't have a lot of water, right? You look at certain foods, people are like, oh, well, that I'm gonna eat this. Like, well, that's not that healthy. So I think what, what Paul is trying to drive at is that some people are looking at this religious overtone to what they're trying to eat. But biblically, God is like, look, these foods are healthy. And other people are like, well, this isn't as healthy a food, but it's allowable, permissible to eat. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm choosing a food that is better for my body, but it becomes a problem when I start saying, well, Cali's not eating nutrient dense foods. So now we're going to have conflict because I'm like, well, why are you eating that burger? Or Mm -hmm. why are you picking up those fries? Or you shouldn't eat, you know, Oreos or whatever it is that you're grappling (laughs) with. Not of which you ever eat. Okay. Right. Of course not. (laughs) All right. Uh, What are other (laughs) principles of of diet uh, that that we can extract, extrapolate from this this context? Mm -hmm. Uh, Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us. Well, um, it's also talking about, you know, he's talking about drinking, he's talking about eating. well, let's go to verse 6, okay? okay. While you're thinking sure. about it, I, I, I see verse 6. It says, He who observes the day observes it to the Lord, and he who does okay. not observe the day to the Lord he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks, and he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and give God's, God thanks. So I really see here there is the law of liberty here, mm-hmm. that, God, that under the law of God, God has yes. given us some things to eat and some things not to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Old Testament, there, as Jonathan, you mentioned, there were clean and unclean foods. We are permitted to eat uh, clean foods. Mm-hmm. And then within that law of God, we have absolute liberty. Yes. Yeah? And then in, under the principles of health that Sebastian mentioned, right. not just, just uh, drinking more water, although water is a health food and we do, but, but also more, more seeds, more plants, more fruits. Just, right. just living healthily is mm-hmm. part of So we have free, these, these basic principles. Mm-hmm. We have free range within that. Mm-hmm. And I right. think that is where that, that, that the law 
law of liberty is what he was trying to get at in this right. passage. Yeah. Kelly. I think we could even think of another example from God to see this in another way, and that is when God gave all the trees of the Garden of Eden. Yes. And he said, of all these trees you may freely eat, just yes. not this one. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's okay if Eve really had an affinity for these three trees. Mm. And Adam's like, I actually like to go everywhere. And he's like, oh, I just love these three trees. They're my favorite. Mm-hmm. And that's, both of those were fine. Mm-hmm. So, but sometimes we look at that, we're like, but those look so different. And so, sometimes we can even be confused by God's freedom mm-hmm. because like that not everyone looks the same mm-hmm. I want more like robotic understanding of whatever God wants from me but God is a God of liberality and, and of freedom and so also even just talking about in a biological way our many of our bodies are different mm-hmm. and so some people need to eat a certain way like I'm allergic to certain foods that mm-hmm. other people enjoy mm-hmm. and it would actually be very bad for me to eat them though those foods in and of themselves are not evil like mm-hmm. in the Bible mm-hmm. so use common sense think about just how can I take care of my body and mm-hmm. that's that's the right direction. Mm-hmm. The second principle that in line with what Callie is saying is in verse 19 that I see what we read is that not only do we have free liberty under under these these principles but verse 19 therefore therefore let us pursue the things which make for peace and the mm-hmm. things by which one may edify another yeah. we are also responsible for yes. other brother and sisters reactions mm-hmm. to what as seemingly un unspiritual as eating like what does this have to do but eating if it if it does causes a stumbling block for another person we are to humble ourselves yeah. and 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 to and to what is it to adapt Yield. to the surroundings around mm-hmm. us yeah. rather than say you know what I am enlightened you're not you just don't know enough about the Bible man like you just got to deal with it and then you eat whatever you want to eat and like right. oh does this offend and this is something that as a Christian even in insignif- insignificant things as such as eating mm-hmm. we need to be mindful of of the other person because we can adopt the mentality of that person is so restrictive they're so obsessed with their food and but then you're not willing to give up part of your of your freedom Mm -hmm. in order to serve them so both of them you're obsessed with food Mm -hmm. but the idea at the end of the day is how can i serve this other person Mm -hmm. and really quickly jonathan tell me more about this day thing we talked a lot about food but there's also he does mention it in verse five one person esteems one day above another another esteems every day alike let each other be fully convinced in his own mind we believe because of ten commandments you have the fourth commandment keep the seventh day Holy, yeah, which uh, which is something that Paul the, uh, himself de- did. We look at the book of Acts. We see he kept the seventh day Sabbath. We had you know whole discussions on this in other seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Paul is not referring to the the Sabbath commandment here. He's okay. referring to feast days, to fasting days that people set up. Okay. Um, it was it was you know remember a lot of the Ju- even the Jewish uh, festivals and days did did become obsolete. They were never bad, but they became obsolete when Jesus came because Jesus it was the, remember the goal of the law. He fulfilled all these things. Yes. And so some still felt a strong connection that we still have to do this. And so Paul is referring to that says, hey, let them let them have this, you know, their day. Mm-hmm. But uh, remember that uh, you know Jesus has fulfilled this, but don't don't judge. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with you know keeping mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, my takeaway from this lesson is not talking about just food and for days that we keep. And I appreciate the the discussion that Jonathan let out in here is all in, in our everyday application of our, our our everyday things, such as things that we watch, 
things that we go to, hobbies, things that we spend money in. We should be mindful of the impact that it has on other people around us. And rather being than restrictive or let, rather than being licentious, we should have the transformation of Christ in our hearts and think about how can I live a fulfilling Christ-like life in my everyday things, such as keeping time and such as eating. That's my prayer. Hopefully that's yours. Hopefully this has been a blessing of a conversation in our systematic study on the book of Romans. Please join us next week as we continue in our last couple of weeks on the book of Romans. See you next week. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.